Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is Anthony from No Beers Watchmaker. And today we're going to be talking about your online presence as a watchmaker or aspiring watchmaker and what this coronavirus has actually proven uh, in the course of time. So for those of you who have followed me from the very, very beginning, you know that I used to preach very, very heavily about having an online presence, especially as a watchmaker, uh, in terms of getting known, in terms of getting clients, and in terms of just being um, online, you know, talking to clients, being able to reach out to uh, not just your local area, but in a global uh, aspect. Um, if you look at bricks and, uh, brick and mortar companies, the, the rationale behind why I used to tell people this the rationale behind bricks and mortars is essentially a geographic location. Um, so you're, once you open up a bricks and mortar, your potential earnings generally for your average retail area, a retail uh, store, is capped due to the local geography, right? So the amount of population, the amount of people, uh, the amount of uh, uh, people walking on the streets right by your store is generally... Uh, going to be an indicator of how much potential money your retail store can bring in. So this is why uh, heavy, heavy, dense cities like New York, uh, like like New York, uh, California, um, a lot of the times their retail and um, rent or in terms of uh, location is king. Because the amount of foot traffic that's possible is also an indicator of how much potential buyers that could be right so when you open up a bricks and mortar company for your watchmaking uh, passion or if you're aspiring watchmaker and you want to open up a bricks and mortar um, having an online presence is crucial because in this sense when you open up uh, when you when you extend your reach online uh, past uh, offline work such as your retail store you're able to effectively increase the amount of potential clients you can reach out to. So back in the days, I used to preach for watchmakers and aspiring watchmakers to get started now, you know, to get started at that time. Uh, even if you're just a beginning watchmaker, even if you're going through school, or even if you're just an aspiring watchmaker reading and learning about watchmaking, or if you're just a watchmaker, or if you're just a person, individual at home who likes to tinker around with watches, this was my advice for everybody. Um, you can even see that advice in, in one of my books, right? So at that point, uh, if we look at the if we look at the differences from then and now, so when I used to preach that, I haven't preached that in a while because I felt like I already got my point across uh, for the for for most of my followers and most most of my audience. And what ended up happening during this uh, coronavirus um, was that it actually showed that those who were and went online before COVID actually fared pretty well after and during COVID, right? So, I mean, it's, it's tough to say after now at the moment. Uh, some states have already opened up. Um, so it applies for some and it doesn't apply for others because there's some states that are also still in lockdown, right? Um, so if we look at that and we, we compare that to um, the companies and the individuals who were kind of stubborn, uh, then and said, you know, their offline presence is the most important thing that uh, to them and that their online presence is really just for their personal use. That's fine. You know, 
Um, but what we've seen during this COVID, during this coronavirus situation, was that online sales for almost all companies, brands, and industries were at an all-time high. Right? Look at Amazon. Um, even in uh, watch companies, watch brands, uh, watch corporations, their online sales, their e-commerce has taken off like none other, right? A lot of them have reported holiday earnings on a daily basis. So what we see is during the coronavirus was that individuals who never bought online actually bought online for the first time or bought online for the first time with their companies or their uh their locations where they preferably wanted to purchase in person. So now we have this, we have this bridging of the gap, right? We have this, uh, the corona, what the coronavirus actually did on the bright side of things was actually increase e-commerce sales, increase online uh, purchases, increase uh, the individuals who would never purchase online to actually take that first step to purchase online. So what we see now and what we are going to see in the future is a heavy, heavy emphasis on online purchases. So these brands and these companies who actually did go online before COVID saw great, great, great uh, earnings over this COVID period. And what we're going to see is that I doubt that these purchases will actually de- decrease. I mean, you might have a subtle decrease uh, post-COVID, but I have a feeling that what they've gained back in return is going to be huge because now these clients are not afraid to purchase online anymore. So you have to fact that into the equation. So for those individuals who actually did go online, um, kudos to you for, uh, you know, for taking that huge first step. And for those of you who haven't gone online yet, I think maybe this COVID situation could entice you to take that first step. Um, I know it's tough, um, but one of the things I was telling, uh, one of the things I, I spat out early on was documenting instead of creating. And it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting because um, even in my personal journey, like when I first started, there was really nothing on Instagram for watches. Um, all you had was wrist shots and, and I mean, wrist, wrist rolls weren't even a thing yet, but um, when you start putting out watchmaking content, you can slowly start to see other individuals putting out watchmaking content. And therefore, we're now on Instagram and Facebook, we have a bunch of watchmaking content. So it's it's a matter of whatever you post, document what you're doing rather than having to think about what you want to post. Don't force a post into... Um, don't force a post where you're just thinking about it the entire time and trying to prove a point or whatnot. Create the post because you genuinely want to create the post or it's on your mind, right? And a lot of these companies should be doing the same. Um, a lot of the companies, if you if you take a look at it, a lot of the companies who actually fared well during the COVID uh, situation were the companies who were as transparent as possible, were lighthearted. They didn't, they didn't try too hard with their uh, online posts. And I mean, although you do want to be um, somewhat politically correct nowadays, um, you do have to factor in the equation, but for the most part, a lot of them were personable. A lot of them were transparent and a lot of them were cool, you know? So you have to factor those into the equation when you're, uh, doing your post now and get on as much networks as possible. 
Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Snapchat, I guess. Um, but you have to find the medium that works for you. If Instagram doesn't work for you, maybe writing a blog post works for you. So you have to factor all those into the equation. Some sort of online presence at the end of the day, guys, is uh, better than none. Right? So you do have to remember that. And uh, hopefully this was just a little insight into what I felt and what, I, what my thoughts were about this uh, online presence and the COVID situation. Because that was a conversation that came up uh, during one of the chats I've had. So I think you guys, I hope you guys enjoy this. And if you guys like it a lot more, uh, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, No BS Watchmaker. Um, you can also check me out on the website, NoBSWatchmaker.com. Other than that, guys, have a great Friday. Take care.